Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Unwiring Minds. Today, Colin will be sharing some of the amazing things that he has collected throughout the years about the joy of learning and how self-experimentation can actually lead to that. So I'll let him get right to it and thank you, Colin, for being here. Hey Raquel, thank you so much for having me today on Unwiring Minds. I'm super excited today to talk about something that I think everybody knows they should get better at, but nobody actually knows how. Uh, So this is something that I've figured out by helping hundreds, maybe thousands of people at this point to do. And uh, before we actually get to that important thing, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what people usually think when they have an obstacle. So they have some sort of problem, they want to get from point A to point B, and there's an obstacle in their way, they're not sure how to get there, something like that. Now, if you're talking, you can start listening in your conversations, maybe start listening to yourself when you describe problems in your life uh, relating, it could be personal, it could be professional, really could be anything. Look at the language that you use to describe it. Most people are going to start by describing it as a time problem. I just don't have enough time for X. I'm so busy, something like that. So that is the uh, most surface level manifestation of the deeper underlying problem that I'm going to talk about how to address. So first, you're going to hear people talk about it as a time problem. Uh, If they have a little bit more uh, awareness and insight, or if they dig a little bit deeper, they will identify it as an action problem. So action problem, it's going to be either something's too difficult to do, uh, they don't know how to do it, so they don't have the knowledge to do it, they don't have the motivation to do it, that kind of blends into some other things, Uh, or they just, they get distracted a lot, Uh, they find themselves getting pulled in many directions. So even if they have plenty of time, and this I found this to be the case a lot more uh, since the pandemic, a lot of people were at home, they had more time than they'd ever had before, and yet they still weren't making progress on their goals, they still weren't overcoming obstacles, and so they had to, they had to find a different reason to explain why that was happening. And so they'd go back to, well, I just get distracted by everything. Uh, maybe I, I get sucked into a social media or YouTube black hole or something like that. Uh, so that'll be the next uh, slightly deeper manifestation of, of the same underlying problem. Uh, the next one, if, if you're a little more self-aware, if you listen a little carefully or if you dig a little bit deeper, people will identify it as an attention, energy, health, something like that kind of problem. So uh, I just, man, I just, I really want to do this thing. I know what I need to do. I know what I have. I, uh, I know what resources I need. Uh, I feel internally motivated and yet I just don't have the energy. I just feel like I can't get out of bed. I don't have the um, physically, I just, I feel like I can't get up mentally. I feel like I don't have the energy or the attention that you need to actually take the action, uh, even though I have to have the time to do it. So that's a slightly deeper. And if we go even deeper than that, some people will go as far as identifying that they have a clarity problem. I don't know how to prioritize. I have a bunch of things that maybe I want to do, uh, but I can't prioritize them. You see this a lot with entrepreneurs, uh, people who have what we call shiny object syndrome. Uh, they see lots of cool things that they're excited about, but they just can't prioritize them. They don't know how to, to rank order them. And so this gets us to the actual problem for most people, that really deep uh, fundamental issue, which is a lack of self-knowledge. When people don't understand themselves, when they can't clearly articulate what their values are and the order of those values, then there's no way for them to have clarity, to prioritize what to do and when. 
uh, and it's not very motivating. You don't have the energy, you don't have the attention. There's some other factors to that too, but it's hard to know how to manage your attention and energy when you don't understand yourself well, you don't understand the, the factors that impact that. And it's hard to take action on those things when it's so unclear what to take action on. And then finally we get to, well, you feel like you don't have time for anything because, well, truly you don't know what to do because you don't understand yourself. So intellectually, people understand this. When I walk through uh, this problem, people are like, yeah, okay, that, that, that makes sense. But the problem is how do you actually improve self-knowledge, self-understanding in a scientific way? <laughs> because I think I think it's easy to, uh, we, can, we can journal. I mean, that's not easy, but people can, can journal a little bit. They can write about their thoughts. Um, they, can, they can talk through things with people. Uh, but how do you actually know if you're increasing in self-knowledge, you're just kind of staying where you're at, or if you're even right about yourself? I haven't heard very many people talk about this or how to actually evaluate that in a systematic and effective way to see, is my self-knowledge increasing over time? And so when we're talking about this from a, a scientific lens, so if you have a, a model or a hypothesis or a theory, the way that you test that theory is you see how well it actually enables you to make accurate predictions about uh, about events, about the outcomes of different behaviors, things like that. So this is something, this is a way that you can actually apply uh, a scientific systematic process to improving your self-knowledge, which is going to solve, or at least it's going to help with all of those downstream problems of uh, attention or energy issues with clarity, with action, and with time. All right, so I'm gonna explain really quickly uh, how you can start implementing a scientific approach to improving your self-knowledge in your life today. So the first thing you need to do is you need to make some sort of plan for the next day or the next few hours, something like that. So it, it doesn't, doesn't matter what it is. Write down, okay, so maybe tomorrow. I'm sure many of you have done this a hundred times. So maybe a checklist, you write down an order. Here's the things I want to do tomorrow. Write down when you want to do them. Write down the order you want to do them in. And so that's going to be that's going to be your uh, hypothetical plan. <laughs> now, as you know, you've probably had this experience where you've written a plan like this, you've written a checklist like this, and you haven't actually followed through. You haven't actually done it. Something has interfered. You've you've gone off the rails, and you haven't actually accomplished what you set out to accomplish. But that's where the scientific approach is going to come in here. So, going to write down that plan. I would recommend do it for the next day. Uh, so write it down for tomorrow. But we're going to do another step here. And that step is going to be, I want you to predict how you are going to feel throughout the day. I want you to predict your experience. Uh, one uh, easy way you can do this is draw a couple graphs. I know, don't worry, there's not a lot of math involved here. Um, just an x-axis and a y-axis. I just want you to chart what you think your energy curve is going to look like for the day. So very simply, all you need to do is, well, I think it's going to start low and then I think it's going to go up here and you can relate it to the tasks that you're planning on doing. So say if I actually follow through with those tasks, here's how I think my energy levels are going to be throughout the day. So you might say, well, I think it's going to go up in the morning. I'm going to feel really motivated. I'm going to be getting things done. And then maybe usually when I eat lunch, my energy tanks. And then, well, maybe it's going to go down because I don't really like that activity, something like that. You just just draw that curve of what you expect your day to look like and try to do it. So I usually do on the y-axis a scale from zero to 10 and on the x-axis, the actual hours of the day. And so you can actually check yourself later to see how close were you, how accurate was your prediction about your energy levels throughout the day. And I would do that with attention as well, because those things are not exactly the same. 
you might think about there's sometimes where you have a lot of it, you know, a lot of energy. Uh, physically, you feel active. You feel like you can, you, maybe it's like restless energy, but you don't really have the attention to spend it on anything. You're kind of scatterbrained. So I would do that as well for your attention. Where do you think your attention is going to be at? When do you think you're going to be able to focus really well? When do you think you're not going to be able to focus at all? Try to draw that out for the next day as well in accordance with that list that you gave yourself of things that you're planning on doing and when you're going to do them. So they need to be scheduled out as well so you can actually correspond the hour in which you think you're going to be doing a certain thing with how you you think you're going to feel at that time. And then the last prediction I want you to make is a prediction about the results you think that you are going to get. So based on what you've written down, and be honest, you don't have to project an ideal state. Be honest about the results that you expect that you will get tomorrow uh, based on this plan that you've made, based on these predictions. What results do you think you're going to get? So you could say, well, I think I'm going to complete these items on my list. I think it's going to make me feel that way. Um, Maybe I don't think I'm actually going to get to this one if I'm being honest. I think I'll probably get stuck here. Something like that. Write all of those predictions down. And then this gives us something to test. So that is our hypothesis about ourselves. And what that's going to do is, depending on how well our predictions line up with reality, that is going to give you a gauge for your actual self-knowledge, how well you're actually able to make predictions based on your knowledge and your uh, model of yourself and of your situation. So this actually gives you a good idea of how you see yourself relating to others and the world around you and your situation. See how accurate that is. The more accurate it is, the more spot on you're going you're gonna to be with your predictions and what's actually going to happen, how you're actually going to feel, and the less accurate or less complete that your knowledge of yourself and the world and your situation is, uh, the farther off those predictions are going to be. So you'll probably see that uh, they're not going to be exactly right. They might be close on some things, which is great, but the next step is really, really important, and that's reflection. So the next day when you're actually going through Uh, your lists when you're actually going throughout your day you need to actually pay attention and you need to chart and i know this is the hard part for some people especially if you're not particularly conscientious but actually chart how you feel throughout the day so i would make a a zero through ten on your energy a zero through ten on your attention and write down some notes some comments about what you actually did the results you're actually getting throughout the day and how you feel and then at the end of the day uh, reflect and compare so how close are my predictions? And this is the really key part. It's not just about, well, were you right or were you wrong? You're always going to be wrong, but it's really about how wrong were you? And can you identify why you were wrong? What was wrong about your prediction? And then this is this is really critical and this is what's gonna help you to improve in the future. Ask yourself, how could I have made a better prediction? What was different about what actually happened and what I thought was gonna happen? Why didn't I make my prediction the way that I did when it wasn't actually aligned with reality? What misunderstanding do I have about myself that caused me to make this wrong prediction? What is something I can take with me from this reflection that's going to help me to make better predictions, form better hypotheses about myself and the results of my behaviors in the future? So for example, you write down this list, you gave yourself the schedule. Maybe you do the first couple things on the schedule on the, the list, the schedule, and then your energy tanks, which you didn't predict, or you don't feel as good as you thought you were gonna feel, or you didn't get the results you thought you were going to get. It's not just about, well, uh, dang it, I was wrong. It's like, why were you wrong? What did you believe about yourself that wasn't accurate? 
how can you shift those beliefs in the future so that your predictions can be more successful? Ultimately, this is what it all comes down to because if you can't make accurate predictions about yourself and about the results that your behaviors are going to yield or your ability to actually stick to plans that you've made, then all of your plans are just going to be ledgers of good intentions. It's going to be things, wishful thinking, but they're never actually going to come to pass. And you're going to blame it on all, all these other factors like not having enough time or, or just not feeling up to it or, or not knowing how to take action on something when really deeply the issue is you just lack the self-knowledge to be able to make accurate predictions about how you're going to feel, how you're going to behave, and the results of those behaviors. So this is a quick, systematic, scientific way you can start to measure your own self-knowledge and how useful it is in making predictions in your life and improve on that uh, so that all of your best laid plans uh, could actually come to pass. I hope this was helpful. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to be here. Uh, if you'd like to learn anything more about uh, understanding yourself better, understanding how to take more effective action that's in alignment with who you are in the future, you can find me at curiosityjump.com or you can check out my live cohort-based course. I work with people in a live group setting, which is really, really fun on maven.com. That's M-A-V-E-N.com. Uh, my course is called Discover Your Inner Super Learner and there are live cohorts running uh, every couple months usually. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can find me there. And um, yeah, best of luck. Thank you so much, Raquel, for having me on Unwiring Minds today. Uh, this was super fun. Colin, thank you so, so much for sharing all of that wonderful advice for our Unwiring Minds listeners. I will definitely um, take it into account and apply it to my day-to-day -day life because I definitely think it's a topic that is super important. And as you've mentioned, people just don't tend to be aware of it. So thank you again. And to our Unwiring Mind listeners, thank you for being here. And I will see you next time.